Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. I don't understand a lot of this new music, but I like the groove. Thank you for being here. We are continuing on in our Daniel series, and um, got a lot of great music that we're going to be spinning tonight. So we're thankful for all the listeners that Wicked. are listening. So. And that's Jeff. Sorry. And I'm Brent, in case I forgot. Did I'm I forget shredding the vinyl over here. Yeah. Tearing it up. Getting ready for another great show. I'm speaking monotone, but that's all right. <laughs> Woo! We are in episode three of our Daniel series. We don't know how long this series is going to go. We're just going to let it ride out. Yep. And um, tonight we're going to be talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego. As people often mispronounce it, Abednego. <laughs> Reverse the N and the D. Yeah, but you know, I, I was thinking that'd be a cool name just to name your kid, you know. This is my little son, Abednego. <laughs> a hyphenated name. Ow, I just hit my tooth <laughs> on the microphone. Sorry, everybody heard that. Um, tonight's topic, the title, official title is Our God Delivers, taken from uh, a verse in the chapter we're going to be reading tonight. Um... So stick around. We got lots of great music. Mainstay, House of Heroes double play. Need to breathe double play. Need we say more? The show will end, and to bed we go. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and to bed we go. Yeah, that's what it'll be all about this evening. So you want to keep it right here, and uh, you want to check out our website too, in case you know you've missed the first two Daniel episodes. You can check out our last week link on our website www.thealterlife.com. And, uh, man, you can listen to them right there, right then and there, online. So, do it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's one of the classic staples in the Sunday school uh, arena. You got Samson, you got David and Goliath, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're like the top three, probably. (laughs) And they're just, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they do something that if we were to put it into now terms... You know, really get into the story because sometimes we can get detached from it and be like, oh, that's a cute story. And they didn't bow down to a big idol and, you know, God saved them. But when you really look down at what happened in the scene, it's mind blowing. They didn't read the story, so they <laughs> didn't crazy. know. Yeah, they had no idea what the outcome would be. Neither did Nebuchadnezzar and uh, neither did anybody that was involved to see what would end up happening. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, a fairly new band, The Letter Black. That song was called Hanging by a Thread. And uh, Hanging by a Thread, Shadrach, Meshach, and To Bed We Go. Um, <laughs> being challenged to worship a false god. And, you know, we, we have the king, Uncle Nebuchadnezzar here. Unky. <laughs> Unky Neb. Nebby. Nebster. The Nebster. Um, you know kind of having a momentary lapse of his common sense and thinking he's all about you know that was his problem Nebuchadnezzar's whole problem was he was really high on himself and uh, that was it he was like bow down to this thing that I built this is so great everyone should bow down and um, challenging them to worship a false god and of course we know what the what the Lord thinks about worshiping other gods he's a jealous god and uh, he doesn't appreciate that too much um, to the extent of um wrath and fire (laughs) so i mean god's serious about that so that's something that shadrach meshach and abednego were serious about obeying the lord in yeah nebuchadnezzar he gets uh, he he goes through a lot of lessons you know last week we had a an episode um where it was talking about how nebuchadnezzar couldn't 
decipher this dream that God made him have about how his kingdom was going to get taken from him and all this stuff. And then he was like, oh, wow, you're the God of gods, you know, and Daniel's God is the true God. And then lo and behold, next chapter, what does he do? He's like, I'm awesome again. <laughs> Let's build a thing to me and everybody will worship it because I'm God. Like, wait a minute. Didn't you just wait? Let's go back a second. <laughs> anyway, when we get to this scene that you're all familiar with, we're not going to go verse by verse through the story because that could be tedious, I guess. You know, when we're familiar with the story, we'll summarize. Um, and also on the radio, when somebody's reading, you can kind of drift off. People are like swerving into oncoming traffic <laughs> instead of losing, <laughs> losing focus. And we want to keep you guys locked in here on the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. And um, what happens is. King Nebuchadnezzar hears about the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think we can also be, we can forget the truth of the story where we think like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were just, uh, you know, people in the crowd that wouldn't bow down. But if you remember, they were raised to a high position, you know, up there with Daniel, and they were above all these groups. And can you imagine, like, it's, it's basically like somebody who runs a company not agreeing with what the company's doing. Yeah. You're like, whoa, big no no. You gotta you gotta drink the Kool-Aid. You gotta, you know, you gotta buy the brainwashing. You gotta go full force with it. And then all Be of a the sudden example. Yeah. They step into this situation where they're like, Okay, this crosses the line. We're not gonna do it. And they're they're supposed to be the leaders. They're supposed to be the ones that are making other people do it. And imagine everybody looking around when the music starts to play and uh they're standing there. Like, is this over yet? Yeah, I know. Like, I can't imagine the scene. Everybody's like, are you deaf? (laughs) The music started. Get on your knees now. And uh, they're probably like, no, that's all right. And then, you know, whisper down the lane as everybody's laying, you know, prostrate on the the ground (laughs) to this idol. Nebuchadnezzar hears about it, goes full, full bore, full of fury, it says, his rage. And they call him. He's like, is that true? And he freaks out. Um, and I love it. They don't step down. They don't back down. This is the king. This is the guy who is the boss, man. And they're just like, no, I'm yeah. not going to do that. That's just silly. <laughs> we recognize that God is the boss, man, of our lives. And no matter how high up someone is in your life, you know, it's all about God. God is the extreme ruler. <laughs> and he's to, he's who's, who we should be pleasing. So, you know, the God, God in this story is so amazing because, you know, I don't know. If I was me and I was in that position where, you know, there was the king, the boss. <laughs> and, you know, it's not even the boss because at work it's kind of like, okay, the boss is the boss. But, like, it's like the most powerful man in the in the entire earth is, like, <laughs> looking at you saying, I'm going to throw you into that furnace over there where even if my guys get close, they die. Not even if they're in it, but they just get close, they die. You're going there unless you bow right now. I mean, the pressure... Not only that, not only the pressure from just the mere pain, which is like ridiculous, but the pressure from just their reputation, like you were saying, and um, the amount of pressure that they had was unbelievable. And yet they still obeyed. The faith that they had was amazing. That was Codename Raven by House of Heroes. Some good imagery in that song. And uh, it was a double play by House of Heroes, one of my favorite artists. And uh, don't get to play him as often. Because um, their songs are usually kind of pictorial or allegorical. Appropriate for this episode, though. And um, yeah, I'm using big words here. Yeah. Crazy. It's not back. the ultra life way, using big yeah. words. Back down. Whoa. <laughs> Come back. on. Back, you devils. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the illiteracy, shall we? Yeah. Um, 
uh, the I'd be down with that, yo. <laughs> I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna complain. <laughs> Brent's loving this. Uh huh. He's loving it like McDonald's. Um, anyway, the the topic, the topic, the topic that we're talking about tonight, our God delivers, and we look at some of the scenarios. You know, we don't see this kind of persecution or, or let's just say, out and out threat to our life. Persecution's a word that we we kind of soften it when it's like if you don't say that you don't believe in God, you die. Um, and that's basically what's happening here. You know, we see situations like Columbine High School when people are like, do you believe in God? And you have a gun pointed at your head. Yeah. It's things like that where we can kind of get into the scene. And it's like, wow, that really, <laughs> this isn't just a flannel graph anymore. This is a real deal situation where it's like either you, you know, and even Paul, the apostle, was before he was converted, was bla- having people blaspheme the name of Christ at the, the point of a sword. And killing people that wouldn't do that. Like, you just think about that. How God, you know, he delivers these people out of the most dire situations. It might not be a deliverance, you know, in the the, the situation as it stands, but ultimately a deliverance from just pain for eternity. It's just an amazing thing to think about with God and his deliverance. And in this story, Nebuchadnezzar basically has his face right in there going, if you're ready to worship this statue, that's good. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) But if you're not, um, what God? He challenges their God, which is stupid because right in the chapter before, he praised their God. But who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Because, you know, he had such a bad perspective of who was in charge. And um, we often do that as well. (laughs) The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. That was Run Kid Run, Rescue Me. And to continue on with kind of where I left off last time, you know, Nebuchadnezzar forgot, had momentary lapse of who was in charge, who was the one that was the most powerful. And, um, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were at, were in tune with God and the fact that he was in charge. And he's, they said, which is remarkable, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. We don't have to defend ourselves or God. But um, if this is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. He is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us from your hand. But if he doesn't, let it be known to you that we do not serve your God, nor worship the gold image which you have set up. And they were like, the physical situation we're in and the persecution and the pressure even if our God doesn't come through like we think he's going to in the way we expect him to come through, then we're still going to believe that our God is in charge and is, and is the one that is the most powerful. You know, It's not dependent on our circumstance right now. It's dependent on who God is. And that's an important key point here. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. <laughs> All right, that was Deliver Us, Shaka. 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 <laughs> Jinx. Oh, you owe no. me a joke. All right, unbelievable. Unbelievable. What is unbelievable tonight? Well, in the, in the, not, like, not in the honor of the gold statue in the story, say, but. We'd like to thank Nebuchadnezzar for inspiring our unbelievable tonight. <laughs> this unbelievable is brought to you by Nebuchadnezzar. A grant from Nebuchadnezzar and the support of listeners like you. <laughs> Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is a pretty unbelievable name. It really is. But um, 
didn't didn't translate to the 21st century too well. Something I really don't get enjoyment out of, and it's just me being honest, is statues. <laughs> you know, people raise monuments and stuff, and you know, you've got the statue there, and it's supposed to represent something, and then you know, that's an attraction. People go to see the statue, and they look there, and they go, "Oh, look at the statue." I don't never have gotten any enjoyment out of looking <laughs> at some man-made statue of some guy. Yeah, and the the thing you always hear is, "It's so lifelike," and you're like. How? No, it's not. It's not moving. <laughs> if it's you look not. at the ratio of like hand size to head size, it's all off. <laughs> You're like, this is not a realistic portrayal of the human body at all. Yeah, I and never... it never looks like to be like when they have like the Hall of Fame and they like put their busts into the Hall of Fame. You're like, that's just the same guy as all the <laughs> other ones. They just like took a hammer and like dented one other part of their head. Oh well, that's my. That's but you know what. I want a statue of me today. <laughs> <laughs> the people come and look and go, I think it's fine. Hey, there's Brent. <laughs> Remember when and he was tall, but now, wow, look how really, look how tall he really was. I know. They would actually have to make a smaller statue to carry it around because you're so large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, with me, they'd be like, uh, we underestimated the amount of metal we'll need for this thing. <laughs> Get another truck loaded here. <laughs> go go can't gadget. Quite, go go gadget leg. <laughs> we can't quite capture the girth of this person. If you are someone who enjoys statues, I'd love to hear why, because I don't get it. Yeah. And then sum up the unbelievable Unbelievable statues. Statues are unbelievable, but I don't get it. Send us pictures of yourself with weird statues. If you're just tuning in, this is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We'd like to thank you for switching to the dial. And uh, if you're listening online, we appreciate that. What a great way to spread the word about the Ultra Life. If you're listening, send an email to your friends, get them plugged in. And um, you can do that by checking out our website, www.thealtralife.com. There's tons of great information there for you and uh, great resources for you to catch up with our past episodes and download some of our unbelievable topics and our webisodes and different things like that. So get plugged in. We would love to hear from you. And um, we're talking about, we're in episode three, actually, of our Daniel series. The topic is Our God Delivers. And um, no matter what circumstance you might be in, you know, if it's a physical infirmity, if it's a, you know, a a persecuting or, you know, a tribulation or a trial, um, God has the power to deliver. And, you know, why would you worship a God who wasn't able to deliver? And that's probably one of the biggest things that the enemy tries to sow into our minds is the doubt that God isn't big enough. God isn't strong enough to deliver us from a certain circumstance or situation. And it's not true. And, you know, he uses Nebuchadnezzar to try to instill that doubt in the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he's like, who's the God that's going to save you out of my hands, fool? <laughs> it's just like messed up, man, how how backwards Nebuchadnezzar had it. He's like, who's the God? We'll tell you. <laughs> and then the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not even backing down. You just give him the answer. Like, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. God can save us. And if he doesn't, doesn't matter. We're still not going to bow down your stupid idol. All right, that was Here With Me, Plum, and that song, Here With Me. Um, I know that song's not about necessarily God being here with him, but, but you know, Here With Me in the sense that God really was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, when they're in the fire, you know, and, you know so of, of course we know the story. They don't bow down. They're thrown in the fire. Nebby's all laughing, thinking he's the bomb. And then he looks in, and he's like, wait a minute, we threw three people in there, why is there four? craziest Isn't line that crazy? in the Bible. Yeah. He's like, did wait a minute, didn't cast? we? Was, was I mistaken? <laughs> um, and the other one looks like, you know, there's three men that were bound in there and one looks like the son of, 
Son of God. That's an amazing statement. The yeah. form of the fourth is like the Son of God. How did they know that? Yeah. Did they see the Son of God before? Or like, yeah. that looks like that guy, the Son of God, right? <laughs> um, but it must have been so obvious to everyone who's watching that there was the Son of God there. Jesus was there. And um, isn't that the way it is? Like when we're in a situation where we, you know, we're struggling through it and we, you know, we take God at his word because we know that God is faithful to save us. He's faithful to deliver us. He's going to fight the battle. And the, he loves fighting the battle. He's already won the battle <laughs> on the cross. But, you know, and when we take him at that, you know, we, we say, you know what? We realize, you know what? You already won the battle. I'm not going to try to fight it myself because that would be stupid. I'm going to just l- look to you and trust the, you and you, the victor, in this situation. What happens? He's with us. He protects us. And everyone looks at the situation and goes, the son of God must be with you. You know what I mean? Because how would, I could not do that in and of my own strength. And answers Nebuchadnezzar's foolish question who said, when he says, who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? He, Jesus loves making himself be the one <laughs> that, that shines. Um, you know what? It's all about God getting the glory, you know? And the more we put our hand to it, especially this battle, right? Because this battle's already been won. You know, it's like, let me try to help. It's like, you know, you're trying to paint the wall and your kid wants to come up and paint and they like takes a brush and messes it all up. That's what we're like. It's like, I want to try to help you fight the battle. And we have this little, you know, he's got the real sword and we have like the fake plastic one and we try to hit people and it doesn't hurt. That's what it's like. Um, so don't be foolish. That was nothing left to lose. A need to breathe double play. And uh, they just hit it on the head with their music. They're so solid. And um, just great songs about just facing difficult times like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego we, they didn't know that they were not going to get burned alive yeah you know they even say we might not God might not choose to save us and to have that decision and they're all in unison it wasn't like yo guys let's think about this for a second it's just like no this is what's up and I love the Bible because it's so proper like the question I mean obviously it's you know old English and translated down and all that stuff it's like, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And then the, the guys answer, true, O king. I'm like, do you really think that that's how the conversation went? It was like, what? Wasn't there three guys in there? They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the third, what we would have men? said is, word. <laughs> true, O king. They're like, uh, yes. It's funny because you're like, Nebuchadnezzar, did he just often mistakenly throw people into the fire? Like, there's a fourth. Uh, you just throw him in there, too. I don't know what he did, but. He's like, wait a minute, let's let's count these, let's do a head count here. Do you think somebody's like, wait, you're not supposed to be in there, get out of there. Anyway, that's kind of funny. Anyway. <laughs> the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was The Warrior by Caveman's Call. I don't know, I still love that song. It's a pretty, like, worshipful type song. Um, but it's exactly what we're talking about tonight, with the warrior, our God being the warrior. Um, you know, he's there in battle with us, you know, and it's, it's almost like, you know, we kind of have this picture of him going to battle with us. Like, you know, we're kind of behind him and he's like fighting the battle. And that's true in, in a figurative sense. But really, he's already won the battle and we're going out to the field and people are just falling over dead. You know, it's like he's already won. You know, he's he's in on the throne. And, um, you know, it's something we often forget because the situation of our lives tends to overwhelm us. You know, this the predicament, you know, the struggle. In the case of Shadrach, Meshach... And Abednego, it was this huge furnace in front of them that they were going to walk into if they didn't obey Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, that was the thing that they could have been so um, overwhelmed by. You know, it could have just 
you know, made them th- not think logically about how who God was, you know. Well, the logical thing would actually have been to think, I'm going to die if I walk in there and it's going to hurt, you know. They weren't focused on that. They were focused on the Lord. And, um, and there was the reality of who God was in that situation. Yeah, I mean, look, God doesn't even... They say, we don't need to answer you. Yeah, I love that line. And God's like... Don't worry, fellas. I got this. God is the one who answers them. It's like, uh, you want to know who it is? It's that fourth guy in there. That's who is able to save him, them out of your hand, Nebuchadnezzar. Can you imagine Nebuchadnezzar? I mean, we see his response. And he's like, servants of the most high God, come out and come here. <laughs> like, you guys are crazy. How did you do that? And uh, I mean, I just love it. The body, the they saw the men whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. I, I go to a restaurant, and I got cigarette smoke smell all over me, and I can't get it out. I have to wash my hair like four times. I know. These guys are in a, you know the seventh, seven times hotter furnace, so, so much so that people get close to it and die. And they don't even smell like smoke. Yeah. And God like, had like a protective covering on them. And it, it's awesome because Nebuchadnezzar finally comes to a realization, one of many, as we'll see as we go on. He comes to these like realizations of, I guess God is real. I guess he's the real thing. And he says, they didn't. They frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, huh? Altar life uh, <laughs> that yeah. they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. That's what it's all about. They were willing to live the altar life to lay their life down because. The, we only serve God. We only worship God Almighty. We're just having a great time tonight and just getting encouraged to have enough faith to live the altar life. You know, we, our lives aren't as bad as this. <laughs> I've never been faced with being thrown into a furnace that was seven times hotter than it originally was. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, been threatened to be thrown in a furnace at all. I know. Um, or anything like that. But, um, I wimp out when the situation <laughs> I'm going to be made fun of. Yeah. You know, I'm going to look stupid. You know, I'm going to not be as rich. I'm not <laughs> going to be as cool. You know, those are the things I'm worried about. You know, it's so petty Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, well, I mean, when essentially when the heat gets turned up in our own lives. Right. Uh, <laughs> a little pun for you. Um, we don't we don't match up. We're like wax figures. We start to melt. And... Um, Oh, that God would give us the strength to be able to stand in, in those times. And we're about to wrap it up this evening, but the final verse for tonight, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he reacted kind of foolishly, like, you know, threatening everyone to like, anyone who speaks bad about this God, you know, he didn't worship himself. He just kind of said, you know, this is a real God. Everyone should just not talk bad about him. <laughs> um, but I love his last verse. And he makes, every, he says everyone should be, and you know, should not worship any god. It says should not worship any god except their own god, um, who's you know Shadrach, Meshach's god. But he says because the reason we I'm putting this decree in place because there is no other god who can deliver like this, and that's what tonight's all about, and the show's all about tonight. God, there is no other god that can deliver like the god that we serve, the one that died on the cross for our sins. He has won. He is. He's the victor, and he's the only one that can deliver. Yeah, I mean, no matter what the situation you're in, whether it's a difficulty, whether it's sin, God can deliver. And he always does. You know, not only does he deliver us out of a situation, but he always delivers. Like, he always comes through. You know, you can kind of use the word in a couple different ways, but, you know, he's like a a faithful mailman. He always delivers. (laughs) And, uh, you know, rain, sleet, snow, fiery furnaces, (laughs) you know, to the ends of the earth, to the... 
you know, to everything, God can deliver us. Take your, you know, rest your faith on that, that God can deliver us from any trial. And um, we're out of here until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Music, truth, real, period.